Welcome to Parenting Intuitive Kids. I'm Katie. I am Jesse. And this is where we focus on empowering the new heart-centered society that is our children. So come along with us and let's have a talk. Hello, Jesse. How are you? Good, good. Oh, wow. Aren't you excited for today? Very excited. Uh, season two, episode three. I'm going to let you lead us in. Yes. Yeah. So today we want to talk about if you are really willing to release the fear of the known and trust the unknown. Mm-hmm. That's a hard one. It is. We, uh, we like to let our fear um, control us at times. That's a hard one. Yes. And people, what people don't recognize is that a lot of the fear is nothing else than it doesn't exist. Holding up to release control of what you do know mm-hmm. because the unknown feels fearful. But where mm-hmm. is that fear originating from? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Tell me. <laughs> well, I, you know, I think, you know, I, I like to, I really go with the life, um, motto of, I have learned to get very comfortable in the discomfort Yeah, because it's, it's because that discomfort is the fear, right? Mm-hmm. It's the fear of the unknown. It's the fear of all of it. And the thing is, is that we can choose life our human brains like to overcomplicate things and we, we like to act like things are so complicated, but really everything in life comes down to one of two paths. You're either on a path of love or you're on a path of fear. Um, and fear, fear isn't the illusion. It's part of the matrix, right? It doesn't truly exist. And so I always, t- and I, I really try to live by example with this because I want my children to see this and I tell them all the time. Yeah. Like I am super uncomfortable with this, but we're just going to do it anyways. Um, because I want them to see me incredibly comfortable in the discomfort, mm-hmm. right? Like no one like, okay, that's going to make me uncomfortable because I'm, I'm doing it anyways. Like I'm going, um, I don't really know what I'm jumping into, but you know, like we were, even before we, we started airing, we were joking that, you know, it, it really shows in life. No one really truly knows what they're doing. No, you just have to jump in and, and learn how to swim in the process. And right? when we overcome that fear, it feels amazing. Yes. Even in our dreams. So my children, I have one of them who's a very lucid dreamer mm-hmm. and she had a recurring character, a bear. Showing oh. herself themselves in the dream. And I kept asking her, why have you not ever turned around and just talked to the bear? Why keep yeah. showing, to, showing to you? And she was just being intimidated by I the bear. Say, was which, she scared by the bear? Yeah. Yeah. But the bear in no way was being harmful. Thre- yeah, yeah. Being harmful or threatening her. She fell just by their presence. Yeah. A bear's and, an intimidating. And creature. so I went ahead. And I was like, you know what? Next time, if you can remember, go ahead and just turn around and ask the bear, like, what do you want? Yeah. Yeah. Just what do you want? Oh, and she said it. She turned What's around. That? What do you want? I'm not scared of you. Oh, okay. We're just passing by. Yeah. And that was it. And yeah. now the bear in corp, it's back in her dream. But is it her friend? But it's her friend. It's just mm-hmm. like, I just wanted to be acknowledged. And spirits also does the same thing. Yes. They yes. show themselves yes. in, in our fear of the unknown. Yeah. Doesn't allow them to be accepted. And that is part. So we check at children specifically they will perceive either shadows and you'll have those stories. Oh, there's a shatter that lingers in this place. And, yeah. oh, I get the shivers. Well, sometimes they just need acknowledgement. Yeah. It's just like somebody walking through your house and yeah. and, and you're like, oh, you're there instead yeah. of being ignored. Yeah. And that's all they want. And yeah. so our fear of the unknown is nothing on the lack of information. 
Yeah. That's and, it. You know, and I also tell people like what, if they do see a spirit or whatever in their home or whatever, this is a life of free will. If you mm-hmm. don't want them there, you got to tell them to go away yes. and they can't stay. Like that's what people don't realize is, you know, I, um, Dolores Cannon, I remember when I first started to get into her research, she, um, when she would have people under hypnotism, like their hypnotism and that sort of stuff, she, I remember reading that she asked them a lot, like, why do you have to go to a Catholic priest in order to get an exorcism? And she said that the, and like these are, she asked this question to multiple people, no relationship to each other. So it's mm-hmm. not like they were talking, mm-hmm. you know, and they all responded the same way. No one thought to tell it to leave until the Catholic priest came along. You know, so I always tell my children, like, if they ever feel like there's a presence there and they're fearful of it, just be like, dude, you're not, I, not right now. Go away. Yeah. I don't want you. Go yeah. away. Yeah. Even when uh, I'm channeling, sometimes I'll feel other energies and I'm like, not a moment. Yeah. I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. There's a closed sign. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. don't talk at this time. Mm-hmm. And we talk when I'm available mm-hmm. and I feel like it. And that's it. And right. That's it. It's boundaries. It's a healthy set of boundaries. And I think when you have those healthy set, set of boundaries, it removes that, that level of fear a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you, it's like, you know, like this, this is me. Don't, don't come into my space. I won't come into yours. Yeah. But also we have to think it's about a violation. What, well, yes, it is. It's it is an infringement. It's like somebody yeah. coming into your house. You're like, yeah, how the door was locked. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you have to break in? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to go out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, if the door was open, I get it. Which yeah. a lot a lot of time happens, especially when you yeah. have a compromised energy field. Yeah. You are unaware. And that's where it stems in our society. We've been shaped in general to yeah. be in a state of fear. We saw it in 2020, well, which is the epic yeah. example. When you're in that fear frequency, you're much more palatable. Yeah. When you see it in in subliminal programming. Yeah. That if you're fearful by in posting certain thoughts and frequencies into your mind, you as a co-creator start reflecting that into your reality. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where you gain your sovereignty, where you start releasing the grip that fear has on you. You're like, no, it doesn't happen in my timeline. And you start embracing that with that certainty, but you're coming in with, with that self-acceptance that you are capable of co-creating your yes. reality. Well, but when the word that you actually in it, like it was like, yes. as soon as you said it, it was like a, a billboard in my like lit up billboard was personality. Cause what our personality is, it's our thoughts, it's our behaviors, mm-hmm. it's our actions. Right. Mm-hmm. And so uh, our personalities, what we don't realize is we all think we have our own personality, but really a lot of our personality is conditioned into us. Right. And so if you really want to change the existence around you, in a lot of ways, you have to change your personality. You have to change the way you think. You have to change the way you act. And you have to become incredibly conscious of all of it. You know, like we have 70,000 thoughts a day and only 5,000 of them are conscious thoughts. You know, and so we have been so programmed to think a certain way and be fearful. Mm-hmm. And in order to not be fearful, it takes a very conscious thought process. Yeah. Right? Well, I remember when I first was pregnant with my yeah. first and I oh. said that I was going to have a water birth. Yeah. I didn't have any reference from anybody. Yeah. And those in the medical system, the allopathic medical system, they were very dismissive of my human capability to birth. Yeah. <laughs> Which I find it hilarious yeah. that I need an opposite gender to tell me how to birth when yet the world got populated before modern medicine was you know. Rockefeller funded. <laughs> 
And so that's another episode. That's another whole episode. But anyways, um, going back, just the fact to have the audacity to tell a pregnant first time mother that her physical vessel vessel is incapable of birthing, not only is it offensive, but it's uh, denigrating, it's um, unempowering, it's, it, it has so many negative connotations. And so think of it, when a woman is pregnant, what's the first thing? Oh, what if something happens? Like, why do I have to think that something negative is going to happen? What can it be? What is the best that can happen? Well, what is the best that can happen? Instead of saying, what's the worst? We need to start saying as a society, what's the best? What's the best that what's can happen? What's the best that can happen? I didn't have no epidural. I, I didn't have any threat. And that, I went for it. And, 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 and in fact, it has been the most empowering experience. That yet I'm like, guess what? It's possible. I went through it. I lived it. I don't know if you remember this, but I think it's actually um, full circle that that was when we first started recording for our first season, our first uh-huh. few episodes, that was our motto before we started. We, that's What's what we would say. What's the best that can happen? And we're on season two, episode three today. We're on season two. <laughs> so like, okay, not to get too yes. TMI and too yeah. personal, well, but as you're baby. talking about really? the fear, <laughs> the fear of like when you got pregnant with your first child, mm-hmm. when I was pregnant with my first child, I, um, I've had five children. Um, I, uh, occasionally I suffer hemorrhoids, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you know, hemorrhoids come from extensive amount of pushing, right? Mm-hmm. However, my hemorrhoids came even before I gave birth. They came while I was pregnant with my first one. And Louise Hayes, she, um, she was like, and she kind of came up in the nineties, eighties. Um, she, you know, she, she believed that everything in the body was a manifestation of what was going on in the soul. And she actually, if you go through her books and you read her books, hemorrhoids is a sign of fear, a fear of the future. And whenever like I get a flare now, it is when I am unsure or I'm trying to control the outcome of my future. Again, the word control, right? Mm-hmm. It's again control mm-hmm. because control comes. So this is what I know, and the control comes from the analytical mind. Yes, and that's where the yes. ego yep. resides. Absolutely, yeah. And so the mm-hmm. right side, the yeah. feminine, the nurturing, mm-hmm. the spiritual, the higher consciousness, the energy filled with spirit, yeah, comes from the creative side. Yeah, yep. I don't need to know. I'm gonna wing it. Yeah, and it's gonna be yeah. amazing. That's it. And I'm gonna put colors. And it's going to have flavors and it's going to have aromas and yeah. it's going to take me to a whole new dimension of possibilities. Well, because the masculine energy is a protective energy, which is the controlling side. And the feminine energy is the creative energy. Again. Right. But when in balance. In balance. Yes. Because I want absolutely. to go ahead with the masculine and the feminine and you can have an a. It needs a beautiful balance between the two. It needs a beautiful two. balance. They, yeah. They, it, it's. They and need like, a beautiful. Well, then, well, when I explain it, when I when I do talk about the feminine, the, the masculine, mm-hmm. I explain it like because the feminine's a very receiving energy, and the masculine's a very giving energy. Mm-hmm. And so, how I see it as the the woman's cup overflows into the masculine, and then the masculine overflows into the feminine. Yes. Right, yes. like it's a it's a constant, it's a yes. fluid transfer of, of energy. What else, what else right, like guess. like the woman creates, and she creates so much, she overflows her yes. cup, and her yes. cup goes into the masculine energy, yes. and then his 
cup, it, it can only hold so much. So it has to flow back into the feminine so she can create more. You know what I mean? It's like this, it's a beautiful balance. And a woman can truly, a feminine energy, because we all have the masculine and the feminine, and we all have to balance it within each of us. But you can only true, a feminine energy can true, only truly create when it is feeling safe under the arc of a ma- of the masculine energy. And when the men... Yes. The masculine energy feels taken care of. She yes. appreciates me. She yes. accepts me exactly as I am. Yes. Raw, yes. vulnerable, strong. Yes. All, all that aspect. It's Yes. It's, it's a balance of it's both. It's a balance of both. Um, because yeah, our our spirits, our souls don't have a don't have a gender. It's not they're not masculine or feminine. They're it's a mixture of both, right? Mm-hmm. And we have to fulfill that energy in each of us. Um, but you can only, it's like I said, I, whenever I explain it, it's like a, a filtering, I don't know, you know, a filtering system into each other. It's like a toroidal field. A ter- that's it. That's exactly what it is. The toroidal field. It's a toroidal field. Yeah. Yeah. And through that, that harmony, you, you find the creation. And so you don't need the fear. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's pretty much what we're experiencing right now. In order for us to co-create, we have to deviate from the fear mongering. Yeah. From the manipulation, yeah. from yeah. the indoctrination, yeah. from the propaganda. We yeah. have to deviate from that because we owe it to our children. We made the commitment to lay a new way of living that is possible. It's our rightful, yeah. it, it's, it, what is it? Um, it's a right. It's a right. Yeah. It's our divine right to live in peace, in acceptance, yeah. in compassion, with, with unconditional love. And I, I, I keep going back to unconditional love. And unconditional love includes boundaries, not taking things that are not of benefit to self or others. Yeah. Yeah. That's what unconditional love. I think that's, yeah. Understanding, I mean. And I think that's a great way I to end it, is, it with unconditional love. Yes. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Thank, Thank you. <laughs> Even that. <laughs> Even there. Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed the content from today, we are now on YouTube. Please give it a thumbs up. Consider subscribing and talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening today. For more information, find us at our website, parentingintuitivekids.com. And we invite you to join our newsletter for upcoming workshops, interviews, and further perks. Thank you so much, Katie. Thank you. Bye. Bye.